안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. I'm so excited to see each one of the our brothers and sisters every morning. Beautiful online holy uh, on online community members. Yesterday, uh, President Naokimi and I visited Ocean Providence in Clifton, and New Jersey, and met Hasegawa and his staff. And you know, it was very beautiful to hear what's going on and his report. Thank you so much. And uh, Terry Hasegawa, Vice President of Ocean Providence, and other staff, and they are really, I feel really great hope. And then, you know, they serve me very, very delicious uh, food and, and also great report. Today, I'd like to talk about women will play a leading role in Ideal World 2 from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's start. Women will play a leading role in the Ideal World 2. Accordingly, the unification of Korea is not a problem that can be solved by politicians alone. That is why my husband, the Reverend Samyang Moon, who knows all too well about this will of heaven concerning the Korean peninsula, took decisive action by visiting North Korea for seven days in early December of 1991. He met with President Kim Il-sung, the ruler of North Korea, and notified him of the will of heaven in regard to the matter of the reunification of the Korean Peninsula. <clears throat> My husband clearly said, the unification of North and South Korea cannot be brought about through Juche ideology. The unification of North and South Korea can be brought about only through Godism and unification thought, which is the head wing thought proposed by Reverend Moon. <clears throat> this nation then will become a unified Korea that can lead the entire world. In regard to their constant refrain that the Korean War started when the South attacked the North, my husband directly told President Kim that the war was caused when the North first attacked the South. I have accompanied my husband as he visited nations worldwide and met with many heads of state. However, on our visit to Pyongyang, we could not help our feelings of unprecedentedly grim resolve and serious determination. Yes. Let's look at the words of True Father when True Parents visited North Korea. Let's start. When I visited North Korea and went to the Monsu Day Shrine, I spoke to the Communist Party officials gathered there. What is the Juche ideology? Doesn't the life of a human being last less than 80 years? Can that ideology which was established through 40 years of history, be justifiable. No matter how hard you try to solve everything forcibly through the Juche ideology in a place that is smaller than the size of your palm, you can't. I proudly declared, Godism is right. I risked my life. Even if you go into the middle of that country alone, 
You shouldn't dawdle in fear. What will happen to God's authority and dignity? That's why I said it boldly. It is like a big battle that divides the world depending on whether you win or lose. There, whoever has backbone wins. Kim Il-sung was indeed a manly man. Three times his secretary said, Reverend Moon is a dangerous person. Do not meet him. And every time Kim Il-sung commanded, this is why I must meet him. Yeah, amazing. When True Father arrived in North Korea, he first met the North Korean Communist Party officials and then with Kim Il-sung. At the time, True Father strongly and boldly told the Communist Party officials that North, North and South Korea could not, could not be unified with Kim Il-sung's Juche ideology. This is really, really challenging. Can you imagine? in front of Kim Il-sung, in front of the Communist Party officials and directly talk to that, talk, uh, talk to that. You know, Kim Il-sung ideology wrong. You cannot, uh, through this kind of the ideology, cannot make the unity between North Korea and South Korea. It was truly what he risked his life for. He strongly preached that it is uh, uh, possible only through Godism not with the theory of communism. True Father never trembled in fear in front of Satan in any death situation. And he kept God's authority and faith all the time. It was like a battle that would divide the world at the risk of true parents' whole lives. Just by looking at this alone, you can see how great true parents are. As such, true parents never compromised with injustice under any circumstances. True parents always use the head-on and breakthrough strategy when fighting Satan and proclaim the truth of God. The truth must always be proclaimed strong and boldly. Therefore, Truth is never compromised according to circumstances. How strong and bold are you when you preach the word of words of true parents principle? Like true parents, we too, as the children of God and true parents, must boldly and strongly preach the eternal truth of true parents. That's why not negotiation, not compromising. Whenever you declare the, the truth, truth is truth. Wow, true father is really amazing. He is really man of God. He is truly the Messiah. That's why even, even Kim Il-sung so surprised when I hear that after the many stories, but Kim Il-sung never met this kind of, this kind of person. Many people come to America and bow down to him and try to compromise on something and praise him. But Father is really amazing. And proclaim directly God is in front of Kim Il-sung. Wow, really, Father is really amazing. Believing divine principle and the human heart as viewed through the spiritual and physical minds, let's study EDP. The spirit mind? 
the physical mind and their relationship in the human mind. The relationship between the spirit mind and the physical mind is like that between internal nature and external form. When they become one through give and take action with God as their center, they form a united functioning entity, which guides the spirit self and physical self to become harmonious and progress toward the purpose of creation. This united entity is the mind of a human being. The conscience is that faculty of the human mind, which by virtue of its inborn nature, always directs us toward what we think is good. However, as the standard of goodness in fallen human beings varies, the standard of their conscience also fluctuates. This causes frequent contention, even among those who advocate a conscientious life. The original mind is that faculty of the human mind which pursues absolute goodness. The original mind relates to the conscience as internal nature to external form. A person's conscience directs him to pursue goodness according to the standard he has set up in ignorance, even though it may differ from the original standard. However, the original mind repels this faulty standard and works to correct the conscience. As long as our spirit mind and physical mind are under the bondage of Satan, the functioning entity they form through their give and take action is called the evil mind. The evil mind continually drives people to do evil. Our original mind and conscience direct us to repel the evil mind. They guide us in desperate efforts to reject evil desires and cling to goodness by breaking our ties with Satan and turning to face God. Yes, let's study Father's work. The nucleus of love must absolutely resonate with the original nature. The core of love is established to resonate with the original nature. When the original mind is moved, the object will absolutely attempt to unite with it. When the object is substantially reborn before the subject, then growth will occur. Simply understanding this truth is not enough. One must center himself upon God in order to grow. Yes. According to true parents, the core of love is established to resonate with the original mind and nature. Then, what is the core, core of love? First, true love is to live for the sake of others and live for the sake of God. Secondly, true love is to give and give and forget. The true love is to invest and forget. It is to keep investing until the object partner is better than you. And fourth, true love sacrifices and forgets all the time. These are the core elements of true love. If we live centered on the core of true love, our original minds are bound to be attached and the original mind that has been moved undoubtedly 
resonate with the heart of God. On the way when our original mind resonates with God's heart, unimaginable spiritual power will arise and hope will arise. A heart of the gratitude will arise and, and we will lead a life of you know, ambition. That's why we need to understand what the core of love Always giving, always unconditionally giving, unconditional living for the sake of others, unconditionally investing, unconditionally sacrificing. When we have this kind of the heart, always carry on this kind of principle and we practice, definitely resonate with our original mind and then immediately relate to our heavenly parents. When we practice this principle of true love, my goodness, my brothers and sisters, just now I mentioned that unimaginable spiritual power will arise and hope will arise or heart of the gratitude will arise and we, uh, we will lead a life of ambition. How much powerful it is. Next. The identity of your enemy. Who is your enemy? Your enemy is selfishness, which leads you to think that everything granted to you exists only for your sake. This is why you need to become God's representative who can pray to divide even just one slice of bread among all of the people in the world. If you have something to eat, you must feel that you can offer that food to your family, society, race, nation, and the entire world. If we cultivated this sort of heart, we would naturally become perfect. But most people on earth today have forgotten this truth. You must realize how regrettable this is. You must realize that this is the position of fallen humanity. Yes, true parents said that your enemy is uh, selfishness which leads you to think that everything granted to you exists only for your own sake. This is why you need to become God's representative who can pray to divide even just one slice of bread among all of the people in the world. So whenever we have a meal, we should pray and eat while thinking of the many people who are dying because of a lack of food around the world. Whenever I eat breakfast, and this is my personal, personal feeling and testimony. Whenever I eat breakfast, you know, I always think of through father's time of the starvation in Hungnam prison. And I feel grateful for all the food I eat. When I heard about the, when Tro father was in Hungnam prison and Tro mother was uh, starving because uh, uh, there was uh, nothing to eat while getting away during the Korean War, I think how good it would have been if I had known through parents of hunger at the time. Maybe I tried to sell everything I had and serve them even a single meal 
So when I hear about the father's hunger in Hungan prison, and they sharing, sharing his food to others, what kind of what kind of a man he is? Father said, like giving life is really amazing. And many people maybe do not believe in him. He's the he, you know, he, he's the Messiah. Probably touch that matter. He, someone believe in, believe in him as the Messiah or not. But for me, I truly testify. He's the my Messiah. Mother is the my Messiah. This is my own experience. Even though everybody deny and deny and deny. Criticizing him, criticize, uh, persecute, uh, persecute them. For me, through my own experience, he is my own Messiah. Father and mother, my own Messiah. Through my experience, I cannot deny about it. True parents said that if there is something to eat, we must have how to give it to our family. And furthermore, to our society, tribe, nation, and humankind all around the world, before we eat it, before we eat it ourselves. That's why, my brothers and sisters, you, you are people having a meal, you need to think, those who don't have food, lack of food, and starvation. At least we pray for them. And we need to feel very sorry mind. We could not share my food with them. At least we need to have that kind of heart and mindset. Those that kind of people never perish, Father said. Because God is a parent. He first thinks of the most pitiful people of all humankind. Therefore, you know, to inherit God's heart, we must know God's heart and circumstances centering on humankind. Today's youth ministry, uh, what is a fate? I'd like to re-emphasize again. Let's just start. What is faith? If we know the spirit of paying indemnity, we cannot live reluctantly as if we have no choice. In all circumstances, I must treat myself as God. When I want to eat, I shouldn't think that I want to eat, but that God wants to eat. I have to think that what I am doing is what God, the creator, wants me to do. Therefore, don't think of the joys and sorrows you experience as your own, but as the joys and sorrows of God. Faith is not thinking that I do something intentionally because I want to, or it was my idea, but thinking that what I want is God's wish. Faith is believing that whoever I meet, all the things I do with a certain motive or all the wishes I try to realize are God's wishes and guidance. If you believe that way, God will come and teach you even if you make a mistake. Yes. We do not know how important the spirit of the pain indemnity. Yes, I share about that. And the fate of the knowing ourselves as gods are in our life of faith. 
No matter what you do, if you do it reluctantly, as if you have no choice, you will inevitably pay indemnity. The spirit of the paying indemnity is to do things you don't want to do with gratitude and to evoke your heart to love people you cannot love. The second is a fate of thinking that you are God's, God's belonging. That is a fate I repeat and again and again and again because this word is really changed my entire life. Completely transform my life. Do you understand what I mean? What does faith mean? Thinking that you are God's belonging. And treat myself as God's son and God's daughter, God's children, God's belonging. That is faith. Even when I want to want to eat, I shouldn't think that I want to eat, but that God wants to eat because I treat as God's belonging. And also I must think that what I am doing is what God the Creator wants me to do. Therefore, do not think of the joys and sorrows you experience as your own, but as the joys and sorrows of God. When you feel very sad, do not think you are sad. God is sad. When you feel so much painful, God is painful. Wow. Treat myself as God's belonging. You know, treat my emotion as God's emotion. In the beginning, maybe not easy, but practice again and again and again, and thinking and thinking and again, based on this kind of the thinking. Very, very powerful. Faith is believing that all the wishes you try to realize are God's wishes and guidance. If you believe it that way, God will take responsibility and teach you even if you make a mistake. God always looks at a person's motives and attitude of heart. Even if you fail along the way, if your motivation and attitude are good, God will always intervene. However, God cannot do anything if the motive itself is for your own self. Centering on your own self center. He cannot do anything. He cannot intervene anything. Because self-centered things belong to Satan. Satan takes them in the end. That's why uh, no, self-centeredness. This belongs to Satan. That's why God cannot do anything. However, your motivation is good. Try to help somebody. Always try to sacrifice for others. But on the way, something, something you know, wrong, God needs to intervene and then correct that person. That's why God always looks at a person's motives and attitude of heart. Your motivation is very important. Your motivation centering on for God, centering on for the sake of others, or centering on for your own self. Can be divided what the good and evil, centering on motivation. Your motivation for the sake of others or for the sake of your own sake. 
That's why we can we know how can we divide what's the good and what's the evil, centering on motivation. In motivation, something wrong, and then the result definitely appear as the bad result, wrong result. Next. If you want to lead a devout life attending God, don't think that the bedroom you sleep in is yours. Think of it as a holy place where God sleeps. You must think that the place where you stay at is the temple where God dwells. And the work you are doing is the holy work that God wants. If you believe that your heart is God's heart and act, your actions will become reverent. We have received permission from true parents to call God our heavenly parent and attend him. When I think of my heart, desires, and actions as what heaven wants to do, I can hear God's voice and my longing for him grows stronger. We should be aware of these things. And while performing rituals, we should connect them with God's heart and lead a devout life attending God. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. You know, to treat myself as God in everything I do or in relationship, I have to constantly remind myself, reminding all the time, I belong to God, I belong to God, I belong to God, I belong to God. No, I am child of God. Treat myself as God's belonging. Always remind. Whenever you remind yourself as God's belonging, and then this is really very powerful. You know, reset about your motivation again. For example, instead of thinking that the bedroom you sleep in is yours, you should think of it as a holy place where God sleeps. You must think that the place where you stay at is the temple where God dwells. And the work you are doing is the holy work and God wants. It does not end by being uh, conscious of this, uh, uh, this once or twice. It should become a good habit by thinking of it over and over and again and again. For example, the relationship between husband and wife. And husband tried to make the love relationship. The wife said, no, 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 no. Reject. When you reject husband's request, centering on what kind of the mindset do you have? You need to think that husband wants you, then God wants me now. And open your heart. Husband also same things. Wife wants you. Then you need to think, God wants me. Wow. That, that is a faith. Treat myself as God's belonging. You know, if we have this kind of concept, attitude, beauty, and husband and wife, how much improved relationship? Oh, these guys again, again, request, oh, oh my, like anymore. If you think like that, you are really anymore. Do not think that way. Husband wants me? Wow. God wants me. You know, my, uh, my wife wants me. That is God wants me. 
Tell the faith, my brothers and sisters. You know, reject your husband, reject your wife. Centering on what kind of motivation. You need to think that. Already treat myself as my own. That is a really your self-centered. That's why always comforting each other and fight each other. Treat each other as God's belonging. Why my wife belong to God. My husband belong to God. My children belong to God. My job is belong to God. My working place, holy place, my working place should be the God's temple because God dwells with me all the time. If we believe that our heart is God's heart and act, our actions will become reverent and holy. When you think of your heart, desires, and actions as what heaven wants to do, you will surely hear God's voice in your original mind. Your longing for him grows more intense. Wow. Today I talk about again what is the faith, right? Today I emphasize again and again to you. Faith means treat yourself as God's. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Young, for today's incredible teaching again on really that the core of love is to live for the sake of others and that faith is when we treat ourselves as God's Dear Diane. Yes. <laughs> Ilya. Belong to God. Adieu. Okay? So yes. treat him as God. Adieu. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Yes. I will treat my husband as God's son. Adieu. Mm. Yes. And now for our living testimony, we have our very own Joshua Holmes and Takayo Holmes. If you could please unmute and share your testimony. Hello. My name is Joshua. And this is Takayo. We're back. <laughs> We're going to share our testimony this morning of a recent amazing experience, but also just a little bit of context I'll share first. So, uh, of course, we are serving here in Manhattan uh, together with Reverend Milhan. And we're so happy to be here, here in New York City. And my, I currently serve as the witnessing director for Family Federation, uh, the Family Federation witnessing here in Manhattan. And uh, uh, it's been a really amazing experience. So a few months ago, we had launched this New Life campaign and our community really embraced it. And especially Reverend Milhan really pushed. We, we have to, uh, Dr. Young's big emphasis is this. And we started to really come into a momentum with this. And now we have 20 plus members. We have a small community, but we have 20 plus members who are consistently going out witnessing every single week. Some of them at Bryant Park, some of them on campus, some of them just their neighbors. And that is a constant thing that is going on. And because I'm the witnessing director, I'm always getting reports. So we have a culture here where everyone writes a report. Even sometimes they send me a message before they go out witnessing. Hey, we're going to go out witnessing. Please pray for us. And then after they witness, they send their reflection. Oh, this was my internal experience. But also this is the people that I met. And here's what they said. And here was their experience. And how here's what I'm going to follow up. Or here's when our next date and appointment is. And that culture is uh, a culture we really believe in because it, it creates a flow of love from Dr. Young and true mother, Dr. Young. President Alkimi, through Reverend Milhan, all the way down to each individual witnesser 
uh, because what they're doing is so precious, so powerful. And uh, that flow needs to be so clear so that heaven's blessing is over them. And because of that constant investment that's being taken place, I feel we have been able to cultivate a true witnessing spirit here at Manhattan. It's actually intoxicating. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Like when I when I come together with Manhattan, there's I feel a real love and joy and an aliveness that I I don't see uh, elsewhere. It's it's really it's a, it's a genuine rich spirit. And I think there's three reasons why this witnessing spirit cre was created. And the first is actually, I feel, is Reverend Milham, our pastor, who has a unique vision for Manhattan and New York City. And he's he's never given up on that vision the minute he stepped in, never gave up. And our team surrounding him united with that vision. But I feel it wasn't just like, a, oh, we have to unite, but a, like a real love and a genuine care and a sense that uh, you know, there's a joy of wanting to do this together with him. And all of our community has then been able to unite around that. And that unity, I think, is where now God is working through. The second thing is that every morning we come together after morning devotion for what we call our morning devotion light, L-I-T-E. So it's short, is um, and, uh, do, delight. Uh, morning delight, morning delight. And we pray every morning together and our, our community comes together and we share our reflection and we share our prayer requests and we pray for uh, each person in our community by name and each one of our guests by name uh, every single day. And that is this incredible spiritual foundation and miracles have started to take place in both our members and our guests' lives because of that prayer in the morning. And uh, Reverend Milton can tell you all about that. It's amazing. And so that's the second thing. And on that foundation, we then get into the substance, which I feel is just that our members are out there every single week without fail, whether result or not, they're out there. They have, they don't give up. And it moves my heart so much. I think about people like Reverend Green and Yumiko-san who are out witnessing every single day uh, at Bryant Park. And sometimes Reverend Green plays plays sports or games with uh, people out there. And then he invites them to study True Parents' words. It's amazing. Or you have people like Uncle Wilson, who's without fail, even though he has a full-time job and he's a full-time dad, he is out there every Saturday without fail, witnessing, giving the survey, talking to people. Uh, that consistently consistency is what I believe is moving heaven. And all of that packaged together, you get an incredibly rich witnessing spirit. And from there, miracles take place, miracles of new life. So I want to pass it to Takaya, who's going to share about a recent experience of new life with her spiritual daughter that she had. Hi, thank you so much. So yes, uh, I will not mention her name, but she is someone who recently joined the uh, Manhattan Family Church community and signed membership. So I would like to share a testimony about her. Um, so what's unique about uh, how she uh, joined our movement recently was that uh, was in how she found out about <laughs> Family Federation. And so uh, she actually saw a TikTok video uh, about the blessing uh, on her social media. And initially she yeah, really felt a lot of um, joy and happiness. And she felt that the blessing was such a beautiful thing when she saw the video. But at the same time, she saw a lot of negative comments on the uh, social media, that, that video page. And um, you, normally a person would see that and feel uh like uh disinterested in the blessing or the unification church but what this sister felt was a lot of frustration because what um 
what she saw in the video was totally uh, like the joy and happiness was totally different from what other people were commenting about, which were all negative things. So this made her really curious about uh, what really is the Unification Church and Family Federation and the blessing. And so she visited our Family Fed website and she found more and more information about us and uh, Reverend Moon and the core principles and the core values. And she felt that what she saw in that video with the people uh, receiving the blessing and what was mentioned on the website, they were the same. Um, and there is nothing uh, weird or wrong about the Unification Church and what we are saying and expressing as uh, as uh, as a principle. And so uh, from there, she decided to come visit the Manhattan Family Church herself. She uh, walked in uh, one day out of nowhere. And uh, luckily, um, I happened to meet her when she came into the building talking to the security person at the front. And hearing how she really wanted to know more about us, uh, we just decided to spend more time that same day, talk to her, get to know her. And uh, from there, uh, uh, we uh, felt it was important that she studies divine principle um, directly, which is where our core teachings come from. So we scheduled a time to meet the following week. And from since that point, she started, uh, she studied divine principle weekly. Um, twice a week consistently and so from that uh, initially what really inspired her was the part about the unity of religion and science and this is the point where she she grew up in a Christian faith and this was the point where she had a question about um, a genuine question about that she felt wasn't totally answered um, to her but she found that answer uh, in the divine principle, and that really resonated with what she has been had been feeling all throughout her life. And so from there, she got more and more interested in divine principle, and she's been continuing to study. Um, and uh, from her reflections and her experiences in divine principle and the impact that it's been making on her, uh, we felt she was ready to come to our service. So she, we invited her there, and after she came three times, um, and and hearing from her how welcomed she felt and how loved she was um, by the community members, uh, we asked her to sign membership, and she joined as a new member of Manhattan Family Church. Um, but yes, uh, we felt we felt that all of this comes from the fact that we do have a strong witnessing spirit in the Manhattan Family Church or in our community. And the consistency and the unity of heart that we have with God and True Parents' vision, and also the local pastor's vision. And not just doing out of obligation, but really out of joy. And all of that gave birth to this sister that recently just signed membership uh, at our community. So, yes, uh, we really want to, the main point that we want to convey is the witnessing spirit that can be created within the community and also the unity of heart centered on the vision. So yes, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to share. And yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow, wow, what a, what a, what a beautiful testimony, Joshua. And then your wife really doing great job. You know, during the Moses time, the Joshua was the one of the main disciples, right? I do not know at the time the Joshua's wife's name. And then today I discover Joshua's wife's name was, you know, what is that? Takayo. Yeah, Takayo. Wow. 
This is really amazing. And Joshua, you need to raise up many, 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 many Caleb's a figure. So Joshua, only not enough. You need to produce a lot of Caleb's and working together with you. And then, and you know, our Manhattan Church is one of the beautiful now model center of the witnessing. After Sunday service, centering uh, uh, on our the Miran pastor, everybody get out for witnessing. Wow, such a beautiful spirit. Our second generation leading like that. You can see home now in everywhere. Wow. And then now Takayo has become very famous. Some of the African members and call me and contact me that, wow, you know, in Africa, Takayo is very famous and how material we are using, you know, before going out of for witnessing, we are always studying about the Takayo's, about uh, and teaching. Wow, now Takayo become very famous. Wow. Thank you so much, our Joshua and Caleb. Kamsahamira, beautiful testimony. Thank you so much, Joshua and Takayo, for sharing that wonderful testimony. I really appreciate you because I feel like as a couple, you're always working together. And that's so rare to see. And so I really, I'm really always appreciate Yeah, you couple, you know, as a husband and wife, like Diane and Ilya also always working together, together. Wow, it's so beautiful, Diane. I'm, pr I'm proud of you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Young. Um, and as I was saying, with Joshua and Tucker's testimony, I really felt like the power of also social media of how the girl was able to find out. Um, and so one thing that Takara mentioned also, consistency is really important. Um, and also doing witnessing out of joy and not out of like pain, uh, but really enjoying doing it. So one of the, our second generation, <laughs> try to witness through the social media and advertising how to study divine principle. And then hundred, hundred people are connecting to study divine principle. So now it's a time to witness to, through the social media. Social media does exist for what? In order to really, you know, to study of the God's truth. That's why we need to, you, you need to know that how to maximum utilize the media. Now is the war of the media. How can we arrest the entire all mankind? You know, that is very much limited. That's why we really need to focus on the, the idea of the media. You know, one, one, one time, you know, they, they, they know the value of the true parents and eternal truth, which is divine principle. I am telling you, so many people come and join. This kind of the time already has come. So that's how can we promote more clearly uh, centering on our media? That's why we are now very much focused on that. 